Hello, everyone, and welcome to the debut episode of my brand new show. This show is all about you. My name is J.D.K. Winnikin, and I will be your host on this journey that will promises to go to a number of different places, all of them unique, hopefully all of them interesting, uh, occasionally fun, occasionally serious, uh, pretty much just like life when it comes right down to it. And uh, you might be wondering, how can I claim to have a show that is all about you when I don't even know you and you don't even know me? Well, it's it's a little bit of a it's a catchy name for a reason, because certainly it's caught your attention. Here you are. But it's really a show that hopefully will teach us more about each other as time goes by and hopefully become more a show about us about connection, about the things that uh, we all have in common, which lately we aren't spending a whole lot of time, (laughs) at least in this country, uh, really acknowledging or really digging into these days for understandable reasons. So this isn't a show where I'm going to sit on high and tell you about you or tell you what I think you should be about. Uh, And it's certainly not going to be a show, uh, 30 minutes of me talking about me, although I certainly can fill airtime on that subject if allowed. Uh, So, but really what this is going to focus on is what the things that I wonder about when it comes to you, you more broadly. And if you think about it, as people, we tend to do that a lot. As we define ourselves, we tend to bounce that, those ideas or those identities off of each other, the people that we meet, right? When I'm in a room with you, I'm not only learning about you, but I'm also learning about me. And while that sounds very basic, oftentimes uh, we lose sight of the fact of how important that can be about that connection. And so really, hopefully, what this will become as I talk more about various subjects and I hear from you, your feedback, and learn from you, will be more about this larger conversation about what it means to be us, the importance of community, the importance of connection, the importance of our own self-care, where things start from. And hopefully in the end, realizing that as we go, we have a lot more in common at the base level than we thought. And once that, I think, can be established in ourselves, in our friendships, our romantic relationships, in our larger community relationships, we can start to frame our lives differently and start to look at the world differently. And when we start to do that, new things become possible. So that's my starting point. Now, you're hopefully, if you're interested in continuing further, uh, you'll want to know more about who I am. Again, I am J.D.K. Winnikin. Uh, I wear a lot of hats, actually. When it comes to what I do, um, I'm a historian, a Ph.D., uh, I do work in nonprofit strategy. I've written an alternate history fiction novel that I'm currently pitching to publishers that you will hear certainly about. I write original columns and blog posts for my own website. I'm also a recovering addict. I'm a son, a brother, an uncle, a friend, a mentor, I'm a social commentator. I'm a big fan of cooking, music, movies, travel, all Seattle sports teams, so many other things. But really, those, those are things really about me, what I do and what I like, rather than who I guess I really am. 
those things would certainly be indicators. I right? can learn a lot about me if I talk about those things. But just the same as if you were to make up a list of all of those things, those hats that you wear, those things that you identify as, would only give me really the basics about you, uh, you would be deeper than those things. Uh, the writer Marianne Williamson once said, we are not our words or our actions. And I would add to that that what those do is they simply give us a glimpse of ourselves and another person in that space and time. But we're actually deeper than that. So who are you? And who am I? If we are not just, if we are not just our actions and our words. And if that sounds like an age-old question, well, because it is. And all of us have, humans have been asking that uh, at least since the time of the ancient Greeks. I actually think that the ancient Greeks covered just about everything under the sun in some way, shape, or form. Uh, but it is that larger question, and we keep asking it, of course, because the question runs deep. And the answers to that tend to be pretty individualized, and yet there are common factors of this idea of being human that bind us together, I believe, uh, not just in the time that we live in, but over space and time. It's why we are interested in reading history, for example, of people who lived hundreds of years ago. We look for a way to connect to that, to connect ourselves to that, to connect our, the relevance of our own times to that. It's a reason why we read literature and fiction avidly and have for centuries, because that creativity, the idea of building personas and understanding ourselves through them is an inherent part of ourselves, just as much, I believe, as it's inherent that we need to breathe, that we need to eat, and that we need love, affection, friendship, and meaning in our lives. So what I'm suggesting is we are something deeper than just simply the things that we like to do or the work that we do or how we identify it. I had a friend one time who, a few years ago, blew the doors off of me when, when she suggested to me that why is it that when people ask, you know, what do you do when they meet you on a flight or um, at a meeting or something like that, we always go to what we do for work. <laughs> why is that? And I had never thought about this before. I am, uh, in some ways, a recovering workaholic uh, <laughs> and in the sense that not only do I work a lot, but I tended to find my identity uh, in my work for a very long time. And it had never occurred to me that perhaps work could be the avenue through which I could get the experience and certainly the money <laughs> to do all the things that actually defined me instead. And her answer to that was, well, I'm, I'm an artist. I'm a spiritual person. I'm somebody who travels outdoors. Uh, I'm connected to my family. I love my friends. And that was a very simple shift, but a profound one for me. And it helped me reframe how I was doing things. And how did I get that? Because I was sitting in the room, me, with her, a you, and I heard something that I had never heard before or considered before. And it reminded me <laughs> of something that I've told people for a long time. There's so many things we do not know that we do not know about ourselves, about each other, about the world that we live in. And a major part of this life, I think, that we have is taken up with opportunities to learn more about all of those things. And of course, as time goes by, the more we learn, the more questions that we have. So what that did for me in that conversation with 
that friend that I just mentioned, was it reframed how I was taking a look at my life. And when I reframed that, I started asking very, very different questions. So that's what I really want to explore on the show are things like that. You just got an example of it, a, a story from my own experience about someone else's experience and what that has meant for me since and what that might suggest for you. Take what you want from this, leave the rest. And what then by extension it can mean for our connection as human beings. And we'll do that through every angle possible. Every week I'll bring in something different. It might be from history or psychology or the lenses of literature or film. Recovery, a big part of my life, addiction recovery. Notions of faith, the importance of exercise, what music does for us, or whatever else comes up that is part of our individual experience uh, and part of collective humanity. So what this has done and what I hope to share is the explorations that I have done and the growth that I have experienced and how that has shifted my sense of purpose and giving me more peace of mind and peace of heart than all the classes I've ever taken, than all the degrees that I've earned, all the jobs that I've had, and doing all the things that I believed I was supposed to do. Because I did do all those things. I did everything I was supposed to do. I went to school. I built a career. I built relationships. I bought a house. I had everything in front of me that I thought I was supposed to have. And sadly, felt extraordinarily empty. And because I was struggling with addiction in silence, I ended up blowing all of that up and starting over again. That was about a decade ago. And so I've been on this journey of, well, cleaning that up. Uh, but more importantly, reframing, reshaping, re-exploring my own life and what it means to be me. And I cannot tell all of you out there how much that has depended on me learning about you, a collective you. And listening to you and listening to others. And it's that, it's that tension. It's that connectivity that's almost like an electrical current for me. The ability to stand on my own two feet, to connect with myself emotionally and intellectually is wonderful. And we'll talk a lot about that. But it is fed and shaped and motivated by that person on the other end of that connection. And that goes beyond intellectual interest or emotional connection or spiritual connection. It, it's, it just is so deeper than that. And it seems to me that is the essence of what it needs, means to be, excuse me, means to be human. So with that in mind, here are some key points that I'll keep coming back to as we go uh, down this journey together each week. Uh, one of the things I've learned through this self-exploration and learning from you is in whatever I'm facing, whatever problem presents itself to me, chances are I am the biggest problem. Looking, me, looking in the mirror is probably my biggest problem and how I'm reacting to something somebody said or something going on in the world or something unexpected. It is me. If I'm looking in the mirror. My biggest problem is likely started with me. And at the same time, that same reflection in the mirror is the beginning of my solution. 
it's really easy, and we all do it, it's really easy to make things other people's fault, to turn ourselves into the victim of circumstance, the universe, somebody else's actions. And certainly in terrible cases, we are victims. Okay, so I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in the everyday challenges that can grind us down over time. Usually it's our own perception of something that is the issue, and we are also our starting point for a solution. I'm also a big believer in the power of what I call the power of and, the word, A-N-D. I just wrote about this, actually, in my latest column at my website, wordsbyjdk.com. Go check that out. And off, what I mean by that is we usually phrase things when we're having an argument or debating with ourselves in terms of but. Well, that was a really tough thing to hear, but that person is a jerk for example. The word but in there negates everything that just came before it. And that's a really important piece. That thing was really tough to hear. I should be able to hold on to. And that person is a jerk. <laughs> Those things can coexist. Or alternatively, to be more charitable, and that person had my best intentions or my, my best, uh, the best goal in mind for me. Those things can exist side by side. They don't necessarily have to be reconciled because they might not be able to be. The word and allows paradoxes of which so much in our life happen to be. Allow paradoxes to coexist side by side and force us to deal with them, certainly intellectually. But what I've learned is the real challenge with paradoxes is to accept them and hold them emotionally. And all the feel and all everything that comes with that, and even spiritually, to hold those things. So the power of and is another piece. A third thing that motivates me, what I've learned, is my mind by itself does not help me. In fact, left to its own devices, my bag, my 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 excuse me, my mind turns into a bag of cats. See, it just happened. I was trying to think that through. <laughs> and I can't settle myself down with my thoughts alone. Okay? I've learned a lot over the last few years of what it means to be connected not only to my feelings, but also to my body. My body isn't just this vessel that holds my organs and somewhere in there swims my soul, but it's a mechanism. It's a machine designed to help me. It's actually one of my greatest allies in certain situations. It's tougher than I've ever really believed, and its power can be harnessed by me. It's not the way I often learn, corrupt, broken, empty. It's actually really powerful and strong and can guide me in a lot of ways. You know, if I move, if I start really at my core, my feelings, my gut, and move upwards through my body towards my mind, my mind is a lot more clear than if I start there and then try with my mind to control my emotions. I might sound woo-woo to some of you, but it's actually also based in science. <laughs> Stuff actually works. So that's another piece. Okay. Fourth piece, very simple model that I check in with myself every day, every morning, every night, is what I call the triangle of me. It could be the triangle of you, I suppose. Body, mind, and spirit. Three points are very real things that have to be taken care of every day. My body with healthy food and exercise and enough sleep. That last one is tough for me. The mind, all the things that 
drive my intellect, my problem solving, help me in my work, and my spirit. That difficult to define side of us that connects us to so many things, connects us to each other, connects us to nature, connects us to the divine. All of those three things have to be acknowledged and taken care of by me every day. And the lines between those points are emotions. They all feed one another and they can all affect the other. And those three lines make up the fifth thing for me, which is emotional intelligence. I like to consider myself a pretty intelligent guy. I went after a PhD in part because I think I wanted to prove that to myself that I was. And yet that didn't give me everything that I needed. It didn't give me the meaning or the sense of belonging that I'd hoped for. Emotional intelligence, which I've worked on a lot in the last few years, has done that a lot more. So that's a key part of me. And then finally, the sixth piece, you'll hear me talk a lot about playing with house money in life. And comes back to doing all those things I was supposed to do. When I blew up all of that, I realized as I was just starting out that I had lost all the things that I thought I needed to have and that without them I would have died. They shriveled up and disappeared. But I was still standing, which meant suddenly anything in my life could be possible. I could go in any direction that I wanted to go. I could choose that until I couldn't go in that certain direction anymore and I could change directions. It wasn't preordained and it wasn't impossible to reinvent, rethink, reimagine what my life could be like. And so, figured I was playing with house money, right? And I wasn't going to lose anything. I had sort of been there, wasn't really afraid of going back. But the more I've done this work, the more I know I'll never go back to that. So that's what we'll be talking about. All right. So this is actually a good time to take a quick break. So I will be right back. And thanks for sitting in with me so far on this show is all about you. And uh, we'll be back in just a second. Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects likes doing two things, talking and connecting people with their potential. If you'd like to talk about your potential with Stacy, contact her at Stacy at StacyConnects.com. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150. All right. Welcome back to This Show is All About You. I am your host, JDK Winnikin. And now that I've sort of laid out the framework of everything that we're going to look at, let's let's take this into, for the last few minutes of today's episode, uh, to a real-life application of these things. And Really, right now, January 11th, 2021, uh, we're all thinking about the same thing uh, these days. We're in the midst of really an unprecedented level of uh, uncertainty uh, in the nation at a time of transition between uh, presidential administrations. And to put it mildly, emotions uh, are running high. I'm where I'm sitting right now. I'm looking out the window into a very, very gray and rainy Seattle day, pretty normal for January. Uh, but right in my field of view is a waving American flag. And I noticed it when I sat down. And I thought, what an interesting metaphor 
right now. The, the flag is waving, uh, but it is dark uh, and it is rainy. Uh, and people are not really sure what to do with themselves in all of this. And everyone has opinions. And those opinions are fueled heavily by emotion a lot of the times. Certainly, if you spend any time on social media, that's what you see most is uh, those opinions fueled by strong emotional reactions. And by themselves, those are understandable. Uh, How they play out, though, obviously, as we saw last Wednesday, into action really matters. And I'm not going to necessarily dig into what happened at the Capitol on Wednesday, but I'm more interested in talking about how I, and maybe you, responded to this emotionally and then where that took our minds. And I'm sure you don't have to take too long to put yourself back in the position of where you were when you first heard what was going on and how you felt and what you did. I told a friend as it was happening, the last time I felt that surprised, stunned, upset, concerned, and frankly, a little dissociated from myself was on September 11th. 2001. It was seemingly so unbelievable what I was watching. And yet, on another level, considering the vitriol and the environment that we've all experienced over the last four years at least, uh, it really wasn't all that surprising. And wow, did that sadden me that I wasn't surprised. And it took me to some really interesting places. One of the, you might have picked up on this by now, um, give me a topic and I'll talk. And I'll go. And I usually rely on my brain's RAM, it's random access memory, to give me the words that I need. I didn't have any that day for the longest time. And I saw and read a lot of people who did. And I wasn't sure what to contribute. And it brought up a lot for me. Fear for my own personal safety. Fear for my country. Fear for my friends. Wondered how my family was doing with all. Wondered about the historical ramifications of it all. I'm a historian of modern Europe in the 20th century. I have specialties in modern Germany and modern Russia. So I think about worst case scenarios quite a bit because those countries have seen them. And it was a very volatile mix. And certainly I had the arguments developed for my website that I wanted to write about, which I wrote about uh, yesterday. And I certainly got a lot of opinions from friends But in the end, you know what I really wanted to connect with was not just the feelings I was feeling, but connecting with my friends and loved ones around how they were doing. And there was something in this experience that I wanted to find that would reaffirm all the things that are still very good in my life and good about the connections I have with people and that we all have that are still good. Our families, if they're healthy. And our friends, if they're safe. Our jobs, if we are fortunate enough that we still have them in the midst of this COVID catastrophe. Our outlets for community, as best we can do over Zoom or FaceTime. Our interests, as much as we can still pursue them. Uh, I get out a lot outside because that's one of the things that I can do. But certainly all those limits and what what all of this experience has done with COVID, what happened last week and the uncertainty of this week seems to be doing, at least for me, is kind of kicking up all the things I normally wrestle with 
and at the same time reminding me of all the things I go to to help me work through those things and to continue to have hope. And I still have hope that myself, you, my community, my state, my country will navigate through this really difficult time as it has done many times before. And as we wrap up here, I wonder, are you kind of going through the same thing? Might look a little differently. We all are worried the direction our country is going in. It's probably one of the things we can all agree on, no matter whether we're rooted in reality or not. (laughs) But surely, surely this is the time where the things that we can connect with most are the things that we should be bringing to bear most. I can certainly only speak for me, uh, but I'm willing to hazard a guess that for you on some level, that's also true. And that's a good starting point for any day or any week, whether it be a week of uncertainty like we're facing or hopefully in the not-too-distant future, a week of peace uh, and renewal. So to kind of move ourselves out of this, if you want to know more about myself and what I do and my writing, you can go check out my website. That is Words by JDK, uh, wordsbyjdk.com. And uh, there I post uh, new original content twice a week. Every Sunday morning, you can click on the link for My Sunday Post. It's kind of a a longer, thoughtful piece, stream of consciousness that I'll do on any given subject, uh, whatever I feel like, uh, that hopefully you'll be able to connect to. And then in the middle of the week, I'll usually post something that's a little more fun, a little more random, uh, hopefully a little more goofy. Uh, It's just a way to, to show a little bit of what I do and what I talk about. You can also find out more about my novel, uh, Crella's Inferno and learn more about that. It's an alternate history novel that takes place in 1946 in a world where the D-Day invasion failed and the Soviet Union has occupied all of Europe to win the war. Uh, I think it's pretty good. Other people have read it. They think it's pretty good. And uh, so you can learn more about that there. Uh, you can also find me on social media uh, through there. I'd be happy to interact with you on Facebook, Instagram, or on Twitter. And uh, moving forward, you can find me here, 3 o'clock, every Monday, and then uh, on Podcast One, iTunes, Spotify, within about a day or so for this episode and keep track. So until the next time, uh, I am JDK Winnikin. Thank you for joining me on This Show is All About You, and we will see you soon.